Welcome. You, this is session four of the parents training. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to turn the time over to Stacy for some pre-class information. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to be Karen's assistant tonight. My name is Stacy. We need you to know that we're recording this meeting for training purposes. The purpose of this training is to educate you on some of the principles being taught to your sons as it can be a challenge to fully grasp the concepts just by reading the book, Like Dragons Did They Fight. The evidence is overwhelming to us when parents understand and know how to apply the principles their sons are using. Great things happen. We notice that it increases the rate at which the warrior becomes a general and graduates, which is awesome financially and spiritually, emotionally for your family. Second, when parents understand the principles that are being taught, it's a great empowering tool for those of us who have younger kids or um, grandchildren who we want to train up to be more successful in the war. Thirdly, we've noticed that parents benefit by applying these principles in their own lives. We know your time is really valuable, so we'll only be giving an overview of the principles today to be respectful of your time. For a more in-depth study of the principles, we encourage you to sign up for an Eternal Warriors class. Turn it back over to you, Karen. All right. Well, welcome tonight. Mostly, I'm excited that you're here, and I want to honor you for your effort. I want to honor you for your heart. I want to honor you for being the kind of parents who care so deeply about your children and want to know more about how to assist them in the battles they're facing. And in our previous sessions, we've covered the basic powerful principles taught in the Like Dragons Did They Fight series that are used to train our warriors in the Sons of Human program. And the Daughters of Light program is a sister program to Sons of Human, but it's not run exactly the same way, but the same principles of understanding who you are, your divine identity, that you are a son of God. You are a daughter of God, and that's what matters. And any mistake you've made, any of your past, that is something that you learn from, and makes you more powerful, and there's a reason why you are under attack. So in these last sessions, we've talked about those principles, but with that thought of there's a reason why you are under attack, I'm going to play you a video really quick here. Our director, Maurice Harker, he has a powerful way of speaking, and um, he describes in this two-minute video, the title of it is, Why is Satan Attacking You?, Breaking the Chains event 2015 is an event we had for people to just come and we recorded it. And this is a portion of that. Here we go. But after 25 years of research, I found that there are very specific activities and principles that have a massive psychological effect on the human mind. And they just happen to be spiritual in nature. I've been asked over and over again when young men or adult men come into my office and I've interviewed thousands of them and they say, okay, we are the parents, we're the leaders, we're the uh, ecclesiastical leaders. What's wrong with these people? We need to know the common denominator. What should we watch for when it comes to what's wrong with them? And there's only one common denominator I've been able to find. They are all threats to Satan. So if you're going to work with people including working with yourself is you've got to approach it from the understanding you're not looking for what's wrong with the person you're looking for what's right about them so if you feel like you're getting beat up really bad and the dark side tries to convince you that's because you're more broken than the average person is no all right the reason you're getting beat up all the time and frequently is because that's how much of a threat you are to the dark side Unfortunately, probably 80% of the cases you come across, you're going to have to get more help. Okay? You're going to have to get more help. You either have to turn them over to an eight-week or longer Eternal Warriors class, let one of them teach them all the basics of how to do all this stuff. And, but, and if you have someone who's um, uh, losing battles to the serious stuff, it's time to turn them over to Sons of Human. And if you ever want a consultation about a situation... Call our office, the 877-HERO-877 number, and we'll, one of our clinicians will find a time to talk to you and go, here's how I would handle that case. Okay. What did he say? What did he say that's, here's the common denominator. This is what's wrong with all of these people. 
It's not what's wrong with them. It's what? What did he say? That they're a threat to Satan. That's right. That He says we're not looking for what's wrong with them. We're looking for what's right with them. Because that is evidence of their power and why they're under such serious attack and to this point. And it's what's right about them that is such a threat to the adversary. And that's why, especially at this young age, they're in a situation where they need some extra support. This is one of the things I love about the Sons of Human program and the programs you run at Life Changing Services is it switches. Well, it just obliterates the lie that the adversary tells us is that there is something, something wrong with you. You're the most broken person out there and don't ever reveal to anyone else just how broken you are or how big of a problem you are or that you have at your house because then it will be revealed just how seriously awful it is at your house. I love that they, from the very second that your son enters a group or your daughter enters a group, the biggest, strongest message is you need to remember who you are. You have got to remember who you are. It's huge. And this is why you're such a threat to the adversary. And this is who he is. And this is how personal it is. So today, our theme is warrior chemistry. Warrior chemistry, you are the crusher. And reclaiming your liberty and power with a warrior's love and aligning your battle with Christ. Okay, so we've talked about lots of things in the last three sessions. The first was not every voice in your head is a trusted voice. That's a tactic the adversary uses on us. And when we come to realize, no way, you mean I'm not crazy? You mean that all this stuff that's going on and that I've been thinking about me or my family or that person that I'm in love with, that really now makes me absolutely crazy. I don't even know if I can be in the same room with them. Are you serious? All of that is the spiritual war that we're in. That's what that is. That is really liberating to know I'm not a crazy person. And very liberating to know that I can do something about that to reclaim my power and my agency. So it's all about waking up to the warrior inside of you that you've always been and remembering that just like in the war in heaven when the Savior stood up and said, I'm your man, I can do this for you. And we believed his promise and his ability to do so. And he stood up and we all followed him, our Savior and champion, our captain, into this war for our freedom. So I'm going to read you a quote by Elder Perry. Hopefully in these sessions you're going to be hearing and learning that literally that scripture that talks about every choice that you make is a choice between liberty and eternal life or captivity and death. That is really what your sons are being trained on. Your children are being trained on the very that very principle that When you understand just how personal this war is, that we're really at war and it's very personal. And if, if we don't recognize every, that that, that's who we are. We are those, we are those men, those women who are following the savior, fighting for his cause of truth, our truth and our freedom still in this day. And it's very, very intense in this day. And it's going to get more and more intense. And because I have three sons, two of which are adult sons, who have both overcome addictions, I am here to say that being young men who have overcome what they have in their youth, so that when they reach their adult manliness, one of them before he got married and the other shortly after he got married, just really solidifying all these tools and principles. It has been phenomenal to watch what kind of a threat they are to the dark side, how incredibly committed they are to what they know and who they are and what they're here to do for the Savior's cause. 
And so tonight it's about that feeling in all of us, that feeling of when I understand who I am and I understand the tactics of the adversary, that he is not a trusted voice in my head and I'm not crazy. There are amazing things I can do to reclaim my power in life and my identity and my freedom that the Savior has already claimed for me. I'm going to use my agency to take it back. Okay, and secondly, I know now that he fights on a biochemical level at a level that I can't even see. I can't even detect that. And if I am not aware of how he does that and how to see the signs of how he does that in me, I won't be able to stop that. And he'll continually be able to get me to lose battles to my value system, which makes me wonder. What is wrong with me? I do really care about that, but I continually lose battles to that. There must be fun, something fundamentally wrong with me. But when we know what he's up to, we can stop that. And if we know what he's up to, that's how we can know our choices between liberty or eternal, and eternal life or captivity and death are a real thing. And these young men, Take it literally, and I'm excited for you to hear a couple of these young men tonight. So let's see. Here it is. It's by Elder Elton Perry, and he says this about the war in heaven, about our Savior Jesus Christ, about our agency, and about what Satan is up to. And he also says that our agency is so important. It literally is moment by moment. Our job to pick between liberty or captivity. So here he says, Today we find ourselves in another war. This is not a war of armaments. It's a war of words, deeds, and thought. We recognize that when God, the Eternal Father, presented His plan to us at the beginning of time, Satan wanted to alter the plan. He said he would redeem all mankind. Not one soul would be lost. And Satan was confident that he could deliver on his proposal. But there was an unacceptable cost. The destruction of man's agency, which and is a gift given by God. About this gift, President Harold B. Lee said, Next to life itself, Free agency is God's greatest gift to mankind. Then it was a small, no small thing for Satan to disregard man's agency. In fact, it became the principal issue over which the war in heaven was fought. Victory in the war in heaven was a victory for man's agency. Satan, however, was not done. His backup plan the plan he has been executing since the time of Adam and Eve was to tempt men and women, essentially to prove that we are undeserving of God's given gift of agency. Satan has many reasons for what he does. Perhaps the most powerful is the motive of revenge. But he also wants to make men and women miserable like he is miserable. None of us should ever underestimate how driven Satan is to succeed. His role in God's eternal plan creates opposition in all things and tests our agency. Each choice you and I make is a test of our agency, whether we choose to be obedient or disobedient to the commandments of God is actually a choice between liberty and eternal life and captivity and death. This fundamental doctrine is clearly taught in Second Nephi, the second chapter. Wherefore men are free according to the flesh, and all things are given them which are expedient unto man. And they are free to choose liberty and eternal life through the great mediator mediator of all men are to choose captivity and death, according to the captivity and power of the devil. 
For he seeketh that all men might be miserable like unto himself. Okay, I'm going to tell you a personal story about warrior chemistry. So I began to learn in internal wires class what it meant to implement the principles that you've heard just a little bit about in these trainings. I began to understand how empowering it was to take back my mind, my thoughts, and to recognize I am only going to listen to thoughts that are about me, the real true thoughts about me. And I'm going to train myself to shut the enemy out. And that was very empowering. I'm going to use this system, this girl power calendar, to just like your young man has a man power calendar, I'm going to use this system to stay awake, to live my life on purpose. And then I'm going to be very prayerful and vigilant about discerning what the chemicals in my body are doing. And as I watch me, I'll be able to see how much the enemy has control of my chemistry on a biochemical level. And I will practice discerning what that feels like so that I know what level on the chemical scale I'm at. And I understand this is a mood battle that I'm in. I have several purposeful tools like a flagpole, um, like my drills, like my passion project, like the border patrol that I have set up for myself. Uh, like warrior chemistry. I know that in order to win my battles with the adversary, I have to use my spirit and my body together to take him out. Okay, I know that now because I've been in this training. And so I'm going to, I'm going to practice that. So here's Karen's personal story. I was, um, it was evening and I was sitting at my kitchen table and I was tired. And so I was already in a slight mood battle because I was tired. And I felt kind of lonely because I hadn't connected with my husband for a while. And he was he was in his man cave, which is kind of what he does to get done with his big day. I'm gonna go to the man cave for a while, and that was that's what he does, and it and it assists him to shift to a place where he's ready to show up for the family. And uh so he was in his man cave and my my son was off to an activity, and my daughter was up in her bedroom. And I was sitting there, and I was looking over across the bar, and my sink, my kitchen sink encounters are on the other side of the bar from my kitchen table. And they were piled so very high I could see them over the bar, my dishes. And those are not my dishes, because we have a chart. My children know whose turn it is to do the dishes. And I have two of them, and they're big, and they know how to do dishes. And I know whose turn it is. Um, it is my son's turn, but he's not here. And by the time he gets home, the last thing he's going to want to do is the dishes. And my daughter, it's obvious there's so many dishes there, it's obvious she didn't do her dishes yesterday because now there's two days of dishes sitting there. And I've been busy, and now I'm home, and I'm looking at my house and noticing how behind I am and how everything just goes crazy when I'm not around to manage it. And so I'm looking at my sink and my dishes, and I'm thinking, I could go get my daughter and tell her, Ryan, hey, come and help me do the dishes. And she'd be like, but it's not my turn to do the dishes. And I could remind her that it was her turn, but she didn't get her turn done. And I know because she has teenager brain, she would go right into her own little mood battle and we'd have a relationship problem over this. Even if I said, I'll help you. And I knew that if my son came home, the same thing would happen. And so that was bothering me. So I just sat at the table thinking, how should I handle this situation? Because I am not going to do those dishes. (laughs) I'm not going to do those dishes. I sat at the table and thought, ah, so here's what I'm noticing. 
that I hadn't even noticed yet, even though I'd been training in this class because I was getting, I was in a pretty strong mood battle. I'm noticing my strong negative feelings are getting bigger and bigger. And it's starting to get to such a point that I'm thinking things like, you know what? Nobody even cares what I think. Nobody cares about what I care about. Nobody cares that I do all the work around here. Nobody cares that I have, I have to be in charge of keeping this house clean. And if it wasn't me, everybody would like a dirty house. Nobody would want a clean house. And I just went on and on. And then I started going to my husband. There he was innocently doing what he does all the time, not saying or doing anything. Man, he makes me crazy. How come he gets a man cave? Where's my woman cave? I don't have a woman cave. He gets to come home from work. His work is done, and he gets to go be a man cave guy. I never get to come home from work. I work from the time I wake up till the time I go to bed. I never get to stop working. So it's getting bigger and bigger. Till finally, I said a swear word. And the swear word was this. Because at my house, no one is allowed to say hate. Like, I hate you. That's like against the rules at my house. So in my mind, I'm sitting there just feeling so upset. And I heard the words in my head. And they said, I hate them. And that's when I finally was like, what the? What the? I just said hate. I do not talk like that. In fact, that's a really, that's a big thing against my value system. We do not say we hate people. And I just heard, I hate them. In my head. And that's when I was like, Karen, Wake up, girlfriend. This is what you've been trying to remember, to learn about. You are in a very strong mood battle. Your chemistry is way off. You just had a high level two thought going into a level three where it's suggesting, you know what you should do? You should just hate them. You should just hate them and not be nice to them anymore and just go to bed and forget it and then deal with this tomorrow. Or maybe you should just go watch Netflix and eat sugar. Maybe that's what you should do. Suggesting things that I could do because those were the patterns he knew that I went to when I got in really strong mood battles. So I thought, this is it. This is what you're, you're supposed to use a neutralizing You're supposed to use your body and your spirit right now because you're detecting your own behavior is saying you are in a strong mood battle. You're under attack and your chemistry is off. The adversary is attacking you. And the only way that you can neutralize these chemicals isn't by just saying, darn it, I better stop thinking like that. The only way you can do that is to use your body and your spirit at the same time. And so I thought, I have got to implement some warrior chemistry. And I really didn't quite understand how to do that. And your sons are being trained how to use their body to fight the adversary. How to use their spirit with their body to fight the adversary. I knew I needed three powerful things. That warrior chemistry to be, the way it made sense was, I need to remember why I'm fighting. Why do I even care to get out of this chair at this kitchen table and to get up and defend my family? Because I just heard in my head, I hate them. Which means the adversary is telling me, these people are your enemies. These people make your life stinky. And you should hate them. And also, I knew... I, my agency was being slowly given to him to the point where I would have no control soon over how I acted. So I got up and thought, I need to use my body. I need to, my why is that I care about my family. I love them and I don't want to give the adversary my agency anymore, especially when I know that's what he's up to. So I stood up and cause I knew you have to use your body, Karen. And you need to use your words, your your why, your words, and your body, those three things. So I went to my dishwasher because that's what we were fighting about. We were fighting about the dishes. We were fighting about all those dishes in my kitchen. 
and how nobody loved me or cared about me because there were dishes in my kitchen and how nobody was going to mistreat me with those dishes or mistreat me with their man cave or mistreat me by not noticing that I care a lot and they don't. And so I said, if that's what you want to fight about, we'll fight about the dishes. But you are not going to get me to fight with my family. So I knew I have to use warrior chemistry. And I just knew you need to use your, use the spirit. So you need to talk powerfully and openly in the spirit about who you are as a daughter of God, about who your family is to you and with God, and how the Savior Jesus Christ has blessed us to have the gift of staying together and being strong forever if we fight for it. He made that possible. So I I grabbed the dishwasher handle and I just well bam I just threw it open like we're doing some dishes. And as I looked in there, I thought, and it's full of dishes. Makes it even better, right? All these dishes, plus you have to empty the dishwasher. So I thought, I don't know what to do, but now I know these principles. I'm going to use my body. I'm going to use the spirit. And with all of the protective anger that I have in this mother bear, I am going to tell the adversary that he can go play in traffic if he's going to come here and tell me that my family, the people that I love and that I fight for, are my enemies. If he's here to do that, I'll do these dishes every day, if that's what you want to fight about. So as I took out the very first thing from the dishwasher, which was a fork, I held it up and thought, do something with your body. (laughs) What are you going to do with your body? So this is the same thing your son is going through. Okay, I'm learning about warrior chemistry. I'm supposed to use my body. I need a flagpole. I'm supposed to do stuff to neutralize all this chemicals that are happening in me. But he's learning it in his man brain. He's not learning about doing dishes. He's not learning about anything like that. He's learning about what works for you in the moment of battle. So this was my first try. My first try at warrior chemistry was all right, I'll meet you at the dishwasher. So I picked the fork up out of the dishwasher and I swung it around like this. And I said, this is a fork. This is a fork. And I put it in the utensil drawer and thought, okay, that was a fork. So I grabbed the next thing. And as I I started thinking, use your words, use the spirit, declare Declare your truth. Declare who you are. Do not, do not allow him to win. You have, you are the crusher. And uh, so with every dish, every utensil, every cup that I took out of that dishwasher, I could not put it away until I said something about me or a member of my family or who God was for us. And why we were committed. Why I was not going to be taken out as the mom in this house. And that I knew that I was his prize. That if he could take me out, he could get to my family. And I felt so strongly about it that for 30 minutes, I emptied a dishwasher. And it was emotional. And I put all those dishes away. And by the time I was done with those dishes, I felt like I am a superhero. I am a fearless warrior for Jesus Christ, and you will not come into my fortress to destroy my family, because I know how to see you, I know how to discern you, and I know how to fight back. That was so empowering to me, and it taught me that Warrior chemistry does neutralize what the adversary does to us on a biochemical level. So your sons are learning things like, I've got to use my body. So I'm going to play you an audio of one of our awesome generals. It's very short. And his name is Jake. And Jake is on a mission. This young man is a neat guy. And anyway, he 
it's really short, so you got to be listening. I hope we can hear. It's just the audio, and he is going to say, why use your body? Okay, and this is at a generals panel. So the third Thursday of every month, we at 7.30 p.m., we have a generals panel meeting for parents. The graduates of the program come, and you get to ask them questions, and, and here's what he says during one. That's one thing to say he doesn't have. He doesn't have a physical body. When you stand up, it empowers you over When you get physical, that's not the same as you do. So our physical bodies are hugely dangerous. Okay. So he says, when you get up and get physical, you are using something the adversary does not have. You have a weapon he does not have. And it's powerful. And it's Something you can do to change the very tide of battle that you're in is use your body. But if all you did was use your body, that would do some good. But when you know that I know how to add the spirit when I'm using my body, then the Savior can come in and help you in your battle. So these young men get really good at speaking the words I am a son of God. This is who I am. This is who you're messing with. Are you sure you want to mess with this guy? Because I know why I fight. I know what kind of words to use about me and about God, about the people I defend and love. I know how to use those words and this body in the spirit to defeat you. So last week at the end, I shared an incredible picture from one of our warriors, Brighton. It was of the Captain Moroni swinging his flag. And he was saying, this is what I know because I'm so good at discerning the enemy. I'm, I've reached day 1000 of no lost battles on my mission. And he was riding home making this banner of Captain Moroni swinging his flag, saying that I'm on day 1,000. Look at what a threat I am to the adversary, and I am telling you, Mother, who I am as your son and as a son of God. And so we need a strong why with warrior chemistry, uh, because warrior chemistry is the neutralizer in battle. So as your son is learning how to discern what his chemical levels are, the thing he's trying to understand is on a spiritual level of discernment, what does a one feel like? What does a one feel like? Because a zero on the chemical scale, it's zero to five. A zero on the chemical scale is you are zeroed out. You're feeling awesome. You're completely in your value system. You can feel the spirit and you are, you're doing great. You know exactly where you're headed and who you are and you're feeling awesome. A level one is so hard to detect. It is just a a slight chemical shift noticing something is off. It's not like, oh man, I'm being tempted to go do something that I should not do. That's way, way down in the chemical scale. Okay, uh, level one is I am just barely noticing a shift in my chemistry that I'm feeling just a little off. Something is off about me. And that's where your sons are being trained to stay, to fight, to stay where their chemistry is in a safe place. And it takes a lot of practice and a lot of trying and a lot of over and over and over again. And then they do awesome for a little while. And then the adversary changes his tactics a little bit. And they crash. And they've got to learn. Oh man, this is, this is really intense. This, this choice I have between my freedom or my liberty and eternal life, the way that feels in my life every day or captivity is the difference between me 
the way that I notice the adversary way over there at a sniper's view or wait till he's really close to me and we're about to do hand-to-hand combat. Because if that's what I'm waiting for, I'm definitely going to lose battles. So he's learning how to discern the enemy way over there. And the way he's doing it is by practicing all these tools, not while he's in battle, but before he's in battle. So that when he's in battle, he can win. So me at the kitchen table, I'd been taking this class for months. Months! And it was me finally getting it. Oh my word. This is what's happening here. I am at a level two, three right now. And it's, I need to get up and fight or soon I will either go watch Netflix and eat treats until I'm ill because it'll make me feel so much better and numb all of my feelings out. And then I'll feel like I don't care if my house is a mess because I'm a mess. We're all a mess. Or I would go mistreat my husband and ask him to come help me do something. And can't he tell that I'm having a terrible awful up here from the from his man cave? If he really loved me, he'd come do the dishes. It's amazing um, what these principles can do for you as an individual and for your son. It's an amazing, amazing program. It's an incredible thing to know. So your why is critical. And I'm going to play you an audio of Brighton, the young man I just described to you that's on his mission now. What he's going to answer here is Q1 or question one. When your son goes to Sons of Helaman, he's learning how to answer six powerful questions. And the very first one that they answer in group, every boy answers this question. It is, why are you fighting? And why don't you just give up? If you're in an eternal warriors training class, the same thing goes on. You're identifying the power of answering that question, why do I fight? Why don't I just give up? Why do I care? And it's not about fighting for and making sure that your loved one gets all of his stuff done. It's why do I fight for me so I am that mom, that dad that's awake to the enemy so that I don't get taken out and play into the adversary's hand in the work he's trying to accomplish with my loved ones. How do I do that? So here's Brighton answering, why do you fight and why don't you just give up? I fight for a lot of different reasons, but I I fight for my family. I fight because I am my parents' hero. I am my student's example. I am the one look to my family for for guidance, to be a warrior, and to be an example. I fight because it's in my divine program. It's who my God made me to be. If I were to give up, if I were to quit fighting, I'd be denying myself, my existence, and everything that I premortally was. I've been privileged to have sacred insight into those premortal realms, and I know just a little bit about who I was. And I will not deny the divine celestial spirit that is inside my tabernacle. I fight for my future wife. I fight to be the man that she needs me to be. Not the man that she just wants me to be. The man she'd prefer. But she needs a valiant priesthood holder, a man of God, a warrior, a defender, a champion of righteousness. And I will be that man. It's not an option. It's a covenant. I don't know And I'm a covenant keeper. I fight for the privilege of being able to enter the house of my God and serve my deceased brethren to bring them the same exaltation that I fight for. I fight to shake the very foundations of hell. I fight so that one day, when all is said and done, when this earth has been renewed and received its paradisiacal glory, when I have gone, that's reason after I have died. I want Satan to hear my name and rue the day he ever chose to mess with me. Because I'm a man of God. 
I am a man of righteousness. I fight for my children. I'll be the protector of my daughters, the mentor of my sons. They will learn how to fight dragons and slay demons, because that is my priestly responsibility. I'm the father of Zion. That is what I fight. All right. I just want to know how you felt listening to that. Did you feel anything shift in you while you were listening to him answer that question? Why are you fighting? And why don't you just give up? Consider what happened in my body while he was saying that. Did I have a heightened level of awareness in the spirit? For me, it makes me feel so incredibly inspired, like I am a lot more than I think I am. And for a young man, his addiction started when he was eight years old. And um, no one found out about his addiction until he was 16. And all those years, it was hard, so bad. And then they found the Sons of Healing program. And it took him uh, some really intense fighting to the point that he told his mom, I'm going to be a crazy person fighting, Mom. In order for me to overcome this, I've got to be kind of crazy about this. You're going to see me doing some crazy things because I am going to do this. That's why my son came home his second week of group and spoke to me in great emotion with a lot of ferocity is because he had heard somebody his age or close to his age speak like that young man. He'd heard somebody say, this is who I am, and this is why I don't quit. And this is what I'm here to do, and I'm not going to not do that. And he heard young men saying that they are the, they're the men of this generation that are here to take out Satan, to stand for truth. And to be, be lights in this war. And that they were not the enemy. That they knew the enemy now. And they knew how to crush him and how to take him out. And my son had never, ever in young men's, in anywhere, never heard anybody talk like that. And it was a whole new level of, you are a son of God and you have a mission to fulfill. And all of these mistakes you've made have nothing to do with your divine identity. When you know how to claim your identity and you know how to stand in that identity and then little by little learn how to pick up all of these tools that we are handing you in this program. The number one tool being the spirit. This is how you discern the spirit. This is how you access the power of the Spirit and the Savior in your battles so that you can defend your liberty. So warrior chemistry is a strong spiritual response with a physical reaction. Just like the Nephites in chapter 43 of the Book of Mormon, we read something. I'm going to read you. There's a perfect example of warrior chemistry in Alma 43. In Alma 43, it says, Moroni, Moroni knew the intentions of the enemy. Moroni knew the intentions of the Lamanites, that it was their intent to destroy their brethren and to subject them and bring them into bondage. Okay, these young men, nobody knows that better than them. And he also knew that it was the only desire of the Nephites to preserve their lands and their liberty and their church. And therefore, he thought it no sin that he should defend them by stratagem. So these young men, they're saying, I know that my desire is just to be the young man that I know I am and to be keep that identity. And I know now what the adversary's tactic is and how to use strategy to do that. And then it goes on to say in uh, Alma 43, verse 46, 
It says, and they were doing that which was their, which they felt was their duty, that they owed their God. The Lord had said unto them, ye shall not suffer yourself to be slain by the hands of your enemy. The Lord had said that ye shall defend your families even unto bloodshed. And so we all need to be taught. Our sons are being taught in this Sons of Healing program, but we all need to be taught and remember that this spiritual war is very intense and we need to have the same kind of thinking. God has said, I've made you the crusher. The enemy is the bruiser. He's only the bruiser. You are the crusher and I've given you a body. And all things are made temporally and spiritually. And so is war. This war you face, you have to to win it temporally and spiritually. It's not just a spiritual war that we fight quietly in our mind in the spirit. That's what the adversary wants us to think because that's where he lives. In those thoughts we can't trust and in all that biochemical stuff he's messing with in our system. Okay, then if you go back to verse 43 in Alma 43, it talks about how fierce and how intense the enemy gets. And it says, Now in this case, the Lamanites did fight exceedingly. Yea, never had had the Lamanites been known to fight with such exceeding great strength and, and courage. No, not even from the beginning. They'd never seen them fight so fiercely. They did smite into many of the head plates, and they did pierce many of their breastplates, and they did smite off many of their arms. And the Lamanites did smite in their fierce anger. Nevertheless, the Nephites were inspired by a better cause, and they were not fighting for monarchy or for power, but they were fighting for their homes, for their liberties, for their wives, for their children, and for their all. Yea, their rights to worship and their church. That's what Brighton sounded like, all that stuff. Okay, and this is what happened. It got so intense that all these cool Nephites, who really were fighting for the very best cause, they were seeing the fierceness of the enemy and how they never, they'd never faced such a hard battle before because they'd never seen him fight so hard. And Captain Moroni, they started, the, the Nephites started to fear because it was too intense. And notice how in our day, even in our personal battles at home, when this kind of thing shows up, we do things like Man, this is the worst. We're never going to overcome this. This word, this world is so evil and awful. We're all going to stay in our beds for 24 hours and never get out of here because it's so awful. It's too scary. The enemy's so scary. There's no way we can win this war. I can't even tell you how many people tell me that. And it came to pass that when the men of Moroni saw the fierceness and the anger of the Lamanites, they were about to shrink and flee from them. And Moroni, perceiving their intent, This is what he did. The captain. Last week we learned about the captain. You are the captain. You're the, you are the person that a military strategist would try to take out first. So the captain of warriors noticed, uh, that they were about to shrink and flee before them. And Moroni perceiving their intent sent forth and inspired their hearts with these thoughts. Yea, the thoughts of their land, their liberty, yea, their freedom from bondage. Okay? And I'm sure he didn't say, guys, remember, we don't want to bleed. We don't want to feel pain. We don't want to, we don't want to lose. I'm sure it didn't sound like that. I'm sure it sounded like your families need you. You are so important. You matter. Our cause is the best cause. God is on our side. He's real. And we know it. And then, just by saying, I'm reminding you who you are and who you fight for and why you fight, you need to remember your why. 
Okay, so there's the one in that warrior chemistry. Remember why you fight. And it came to pass that they turned upon the Lamanites with their bodies. So their why was Moroni saying, what's your why? Remember your why. And them turning upon the Lamanites and starting to act. That was them using their bodies. And they cried with one voice with their words in spirit. They cried with one voice unto the Lord their God for their liberty and their freedom from bondage. And they began to stand against the Lamanites with power. And in that self-same hour that they cried unto the Lord for their freedom, the Lamanites began to flee before them. And they fled even into the waters of Sidon. So that's our session tonight is that we have to remember our why. Why? Why are you really fighting? Is it because you're embarrassed that your son has a problem? Is it because all your dreams of a mission and temple marriage are just destroyed because now this has happened? Is it because um, you're feeling so horrible that God is so disappointed in you because you as the parent have allowed this to happen in your house? Those were all the reasons I showed up to fight. And those reasons were hollow and temporal because I was caring so much more about the arm of flesh and about my personal identity and about my son's reputation and all that. So much more about that than I remembered who God was and what he can do for people. I I hadn't learned at a deep enough level what that really was. So. Getting the support that you need and the training that you need in this war and how personal it is for you is vital to your success at crushing the adversary. Waking up your own warrior chemistry and remembering your why, why you care so much about your family and what it looks like when you turn upon the enemy and cry with one voice, even if it's only your voice. To say, I am that girl. I am that man. I am here. I protect this home. And you might have wounded one of mine. And because of that, you are going down. That's I got to a place after learning these principles that it was like, you are messing with the wrong mom. You're in so much trouble now. And that's exactly what your boys are getting to is, oh, you want to mess with this son of God? You're going to regret that. Takes a lot of time. Takes a lot of effort. Takes a lot of practice. And warrior chemistry is the neutralizing chemical that we have in our body that God has given us. The ones, same one that he gave the Nephites in the war chapters of the Book of Mormon where he said, ye shall fight. You shall not suffer yourselves to be slain from the, from the hands of your enemies, and that you shall defend your families even unto bloodshed. It's allowed. So he's saying, fight in a way that's never before been seen. Don't think it's just about self-mastery and practicing and, and making sure you, you check all the boxes. It's a lot of spirit, and it's a lot of tools, and it's gospel of Jesus Christ in more action than you ever dreamed. Do you have any comments or questions? Does I it- just want to say thank you for all the great information and all the time and understanding, and I feel like that one boy's words were very powerful, and it it makes me have hope for my nephew that he will one day feel those things because of this program. You're welcome. And you know what? It's hard when you're right at the beginning and you're seeing all the wounds or you've watched them not get better forever. It's hard to believe that that's really real. I just want to say one more thing. Um, My son struggled with pornography when he was young and it took us several years to discover it as well. And it has been such an addiction that he's lost his family over it. And I just wish there had been a program like this when he was younger that we could have 
you know, utilized because I think it's so great. Yeah, it is great. And now we have a program for men that's just like sense of healing. And so a lot of these men are saying the same thing. I've been going to recovery groups for years. I've been doing all of these things for years, trying to stay in a place because I want my family. I want my freedom, but I can't seem to reclaim it. But when they come and get this warrior mentality and understand who the enemy is and how he does what he does and then start getting with a band of other warrior men who understand those things and who they are, this is what I was missing. They'll say, I was missing this piece. Now I get it. I needed to be trained and to wake up this warrior chemistry inside me and get this done. It's really, really helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. One more thing I will tell you to go read it, and it is in the war chapters of the Book of Mormon. You've heard me say in these trainings that the war chapters of the Book of Mormon are awesome, that they're the best addiction recovery and self-mastery manual out there. If you read it with the same intent of, I'm trying to learn how to win my spiritual battles with the enemy, and I'm learning how to do it through the Spirit by going through these war chapters in a very slow, purposeful way. But when you read in Alma 46, starting in verse 12, it talks about Captain Moroni and Title of Liberty. And he goes through, first of all, He's high on the chemical scale. Remember, he's high on the chemical scale because he's noticing. All of these people that have fought with me, that are supposed to be in on the same cause with me, that I've bled for and taught and served, and we're brothers and sisters, now they're being swayed to the enemy's side because he's promising them fame and an easy road. He's promising them that they'll that they'll be awesome and famous if they come follow him. So they're being lured by him, and I am dumbfounded that these people that I have served and that I love are acting like that. So he's in a high mood battle. And so what does he do? He could have just gone because of who he is. He's the captain. He could have just gone and said, All right, you guys, I am a scary Captain Moroni. And I see how dumb you're being. And I want you to straighten up. That's what we feel like as parents a lot. We want to just say, here's how it is. And this is what you're going to do because because you're making me crazy. I would like to just hurt you for being such a strange person. And not doing what I hope, wish, and pray you do because I've worked so hard for all this time to fight for you, to protect you. And now this is showing up. He's in this high mood battle. So what does he do? He doesn't show up in his authority and say, straighten up or you're going to get it. He says, okay, I'm going to go use my warrior chemistry. I'm going to remember my why. And I'm going to use some words. And I'm going to use this body of mine to shift myself to a powerful place where I can speak in the spirit and I can be look appealing and inspiring to people when I say, remember who you are. Remember why we fight. So first he said, it's just about me staying in my own battle, making sure that I know how to manage my own chemistry and remember my own why. Because if I can't manage me, there's no way I can inspire you in the spirit to help manage your battles. Go read it. Starting in verse 12, he goes through this process. I First I do this, then I do this. He has all these things he does. Then, when he's in the right place, he goes out with his title of liberty. And that's exactly what we are. We are walking titles of liberty as parents. And we can't be inspiring or inspire people to come follow us unless we know how to be inspiring. And it doesn't mean being the coolest parent because you are the perfect parent at your house. You're absolutely the best parent there. 
You're the perfect captain for your team. That's why you're there. All it means is I have to know how to recognize when the adversary is attacking me to try to get me to use my authority and this pain that I'm feeling to boss people around and not look inspiring, but to look frightening in the way that I'm trying to manage this. But if I know how to do this in the spirit and use tools, I can show up just like Captain Rui did with his title of liberty, where he'd written, this is why I fight, and I'm asking you, will you come and fight with me? And that is an amazing pattern for parents. It's incredible. He teaches us, wait, wait, go wait, go stay by the tree. Then, then go, go be a walking title of liberty and inspire people in their battles. Help them to remember. The adversary is so good at what he does, and the only reason we do anything that isn't us is because he's good at his job, but we're way better at our job because we have the Spirit. And the Heavenly Father has given us our identity and what we're able to claim. And he's given us a Savior to help us. That no matter how many mistakes we make, no matter how many times we talk weird or do it wrong, we can do it again. One of the most powerful things you can do as a parent is be transparent. To say, I've done this wrong, and now I kind of know I've done this wrong. So I'm going to be transparent. Not just going to be a parent. I'm going to say, I don't want to do it like this anymore. I'm going to do something different. And I'm going to ask Jen W. because Jen W. has taken advantage of the mothers who know. And she's also taken eternal warriors for some time. And I didn't know she was coming, but she's a perfect testimonial of how these things have assisted her in her own personal battles and assisted her with her family members. So would you mind, Jen, put me putting you right on the spot? I think the biggest, the most helpful thing is it has taught me that I need to make myself better. I can't change my my children. I can't change my husband. I can only change me. And I can, and it has brought me a strength and a peace and a joy that, and I do understand my son better. And when he's having his battles and when I'm having my battles, that we can, that we can strengthen each other. But it's really about, about me and my relationship with my savior and gaining that testimony. That's the biggest thing is gaining that testimony of of my Savior and knowing who I am fighting for. Excellent. Thank you so much, Jen. Okay, oh, I see a question in the chat. Is it better to have brothers take it separately or together? That's a great question. It depends on the brothers. Depends on the brothers. I, I know brothers that have taken it together and it's awesome. I wish Stacy was still here because she has two sons and they've always been in the same group. They're twins and they've been in the same group always. Uh, but I've had other moms that I've known that have said, nope, this son needs to be in that group and that son needs to be in that group. But both parents actually made those decisions with their sons. It can be very strengthening, even if they're in separate groups, to know they're both in a group and then to compare notes and to, you can ask them both questions about what they're learning and they'll both be getting a different perspective because they're in different groups, but learning the same tools and principles. And uh, so that could be strengthening, but it's also incredibly strengthening too if they're close and can strengthen each other to help each other and support each other right in the fight in the group. So something I haven't said yet, and I'll say it in the orientation video that I'm making pretty soon here, but the is that your son is allowed to go to as many groups in a week as he wants, and he only pays for one group. So if you're wondering, I wonder if it'd be good if we were separate or together, you can try it both ways. 
you can say, hey, here's the group, our home group, the one that we have uh, been assigned to, that we go to. That's, But I would like to check out what it was like when we weren't in the same group. And once your sons go for a little while, they'll realize, you know what? Every group's cool because this is cool. It's really cool what they do here. And But initially telling them they're going to go to all different groups and stuff, it might terrify them because they'll think initially already, I'm going to go to a group and do what? Just one group like that sounds horrifying to me. But once they see what it's like and they realize this is awesome, this is a cool place to be, then I noticed with my son, it was cool for him to experience different clinicians and different groups. And when he became a general, then he's allowed and encouraged to go everywhere all the time because they need the generals and their power and their example in the groups. So, oh yeah, Jen. Um, this isn't about like a, a siblings taking the same class. My sons would never be able to be in the same class. Yeah. <laughs> a group, same group, but just something, um, as Karen knows, my, hus- my husband and I took eternal wires at the same time. We were not in the same group because it didn't work out. But I see some couples here, or I see a man and, and, and a couple, and I know that like have us taking it at the same time was really helpful to be able to talk about what we were learning in separate classes, but we were learning the same things, and just to encourage couples to take the eternal warriors class or even just one of you but it's it was so nice to be able to just talk and be on the same page and I can see how helpful that is for our son to be able to be on that same page and you're taking this parent parent training which is awesome that's why I came here today I wanted to see you know how what it, what it was what Karen had come up with because it's awesome but the eternal eternal warriors encourage you to take it it's so awesome. And take it as a couple if you can. Oh, great. Thanks, Jen. And you know what? Very, it's really inspiring for me as an Eternal Warriors mentor when couples take it together. And I always get jealous because I think still I have the coolest husband and I love him dearly. But he says, I don't want to get in your boat. I like that that's your boat and you love your boat. That's awesome. But I just don't want to get in it. And so I'm thinking, all right, that you will not become my enemy over that. I'm just going to keep drumming my drum over here. Um, but anyway, so it's so cool when couples take it together and your language becomes the same and what you're supporting and helping each other becomes the same. Um, it's amazing how this information strengthens couples and marriages because you can see you can see what the enemy's trying to do to destroy the captains and to, to get you to drive wedges in, in your own relationship. It's really awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here.